Oops. Uh, to the turn one scoop. I am one of your co-hosts, Michelle, uh, back to sitting in a dark, dark room here. Uh, but also, we've got Pablo, who is somewhere out in some ether. Wow, man, I was actually uh, a little thrown off. You're mixing it up over there, Michelle. Crazy. But, but, but today, <laughs> I am also in the dark. Not because Woo-hoo! of a room or any sort of <laughs> confinement, but because there's just a lot of ash everywhere. It's just, it's like cinder clouds all over the place. Mm, yummy. Y- yummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that is the clue for today. Uh, do you have any idea of where I am, Michelle? You... We, we talked about this right before this. I don't remember the name of the land. Oh, but, bro. But Please, hey, this isn't hey. even part of the bit. <laughs> hey, uh, it, it's fine because uh, this is the Nicobolus land. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> meta, meta. All right, yes. Uh fuck michelle yes uh today uh i am in the cinder barons specifically the m19 version of cinder barons because believe it or not this is the only land that actually has any connection with nickel bolus other than art amonkhet has had like the, the cycle of a uh, full art lands with the uh, the horns and everything but the only card that has any depiction or quote of nickel bolus is the 2019 cinder barons uh dual land i i magics has been around for almost 30 years and nickel bolus has been around for almost as long Oh, really? And literally, this is the only card that's a land that has them in it. That's, wow, okay, <laughs> sure, whatever, whatever, wizards, whatever. Sucks to be him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is that a clue today? Uh, because we are talking about arch enemies. Ooh, fun. <laughs> arch enemy, I, I think, is just, uh, you know, very scary uh, both when you're being arch enemy, uh, and both when you have an arch enemy to, to beat. So it's like, okay, <laughs> uh, how do we I, deal with this? <laughs> I, I, man, Michelle, you are just way too scared. You're just scared. I'm that, that very is afraid. That is why fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And that's why you're a Sith, and everybody archenemies you all the time. That's not true, first off. <laughs> you're the archenemy always, Michelle. That's not true, first off. Because you're always afraid, and then you turn into a full <laughs> Sith Lord and just beat the shit out of everybody. It's like, I see I see how it goes. I, I, I accept all of these going. things, except for the fact that I get archenemied all the time, because that's not true. But I am very afraid, and I am very angry, and I am very, what, what was the last thing you said? Hateful? Yeah, that. <laughs> okay, all right. So, Sith Lord Michelle, that's fine then. Um, yeah, w- welcome to the Arch Enemy episode. We're going to be talking about what to... Okay, man, like, here's the deal. There are a lot of social cues in magic, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a little hard to really think or, or catch yourself when you're in the middle of it. Um, the ones we're going to give you are very, very basic like if you're doing these, people are probably hating on your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not we, much else yeah. to it. And we might not have everything. I don't know. I mean, if there are other things that we've forgotten, uh, 
sucks, sucks, sucks for us, I guess, because we don't have a comment section. <laughs> Dude, it's just, um, these are very common ones. Like, yeah. uh, we don't need to go through everything, because mm-hmm. that's meta-dependent, right? Like, that, that just depends true. on your table. Like, you can have a meta that just hates green, and I don't know what to say to that. Like, if I roll up to your local store and go, like, hey, man, I have this, uh, uh, Lady Jurong deck. Can I play? <laughs> every other table in America, uh, every other card shop in America would be like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And then these guys would be like, you're the archenemy. You're worse <laughs> than Hitler, bro. Like, it could be like that. So we're not going to be going for those outliers. Yeah. We're just going to be focusing on, like, common sense archenemy traits. Yeah. Okay? Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um,. Let's get right into it. Um, Michelle, right. start us off. Hey, jumping right into it. So, uh, I guess a big reason why you would be arch enemy at a table is if you pull out uh, a hate commander. And what this means is uh, commanders that come out to the table and people instantly are like, this needs to die immediately, otherwise it'll get really quickly out of hand. So, I guess for a couple examples here, we have, you know, Joyra. Droya should be killed almost fucking immediately because, you know, she's, sure. like, centerpiece. Uh, we've also got other cards like Atraxa yeah. or, you know, uh, maybe Moldrotha. You think Moldrotha would be in one. here? Absolutely, Moldrotha's one. Uh, they can live Mizzet. T- yeah, we can add to the list um, stuff like Tatiova or mm-hmm. AC. Yep. Um, commanders we've talked about before, just, like, super-duper value engines that, you know, kill on sight. Or, like, Narset. Yes, Narset. Oh man, yeah. Um, these don't even have to be like particularly CEDH or anything. I don't think we really listed any like hard, hard CEDH cards. By the way, uh, these are just commanders that are very, very miserable to play against. Yeah. Um, Turgrid, for example. Turgrid is miserable to play against. Turgrid usually doesn't win, but oh my god, will you be fucking tearing out your own teeth trying to get to the point where you kill off yeah. the one uh, Turgrid player. Yeah, and these are the kind of decks that, you know, a player comes to a table and they're like, hey, I'm playing Derby today and people are instantly like, mm, do we even want to play with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, these are the commanders that, you know what? If somebody literally says, do you have any other decks... And, you know, maybe you don't, or maybe you just really want to play with your Derby deck. Just be aware, dude, that <laughs> there's at least one person in this pod that will absolutely think of you as an asshole right off the bat. Uh-huh. That's why I don't play Derby anymore, unless it's with you, Pablo. <laughs> oh, my God. This is actually something I wish uh, we added to the beginning of it. Um, mm-hmm. These things that we're going to talk about, it doesn't mean that you don't do them, by the way. It's just be aware that if you're doing them, people are hating on you. I hope that we already said that in the beginning of the show. But yeah. if we didn't, I'm just I'm just saying it again. You can do these things. You can absolutely do these things. It's just, bro, be sure that you're thick-skinned because it's going to come at you. Either that or, or maybe ask your playgroup in ahead of time uh, if, if it's cool to, to play these kind of decks. And then they can run a train on you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Because by then, by then they have given you permission, and they can't complain during because they gave you permission. <laughs> oh man, that's yes, that's how that works, right? 
<laughs> okay, all right. Uh, going back to it, uh, Hate Commander comes out. Like this does bleed into some other things that we're going to be talking about today. But if it's like super obviously stacks, if it's super annoying that like you know oh you can't draw cards or oh everybody has to be forced to do something or whatever like forced combats or whatever if it's just something like on the surface that says other people will lose now that i'm out probably people will not be too happy to see yeah and so these are the decks that i don't know just be careful man Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um one good way to look for whether or not you're uh commander is a hate commander is um i mean you can go to edh rec and just just look at the top 20 (laughs) of the month or the top 20 of the past two years and be like all right these these are the commanders that people are sick of seeing maybe i don't build them or maybe i don't pull them out unless it's with like you know people who i know are pretty chill uh because, dude, if you pull out a Golos deck in almost any <laughs> store, you can you can f- hear the eyeballs rolling in people's skulls going like, oh, fucking Golos, again. <laughs> um, you know, so um, not exactly a hate commander, but people are going to hate on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean... Do do what you want. Just uh, I I would say that the golden rule here would be to just ask permission beforehand and uh, just not be a dick about it. I guess. Oh, well, at least that's how it is for something as obvious as a hate commander. Because some of these other ones that we're going to be talking about, like you really can't ask permission that, to do any of these true, things. That's true. But specifically for the first one, I would say a yeah. good good rule with them. Just just ask. Yeah, yeah. If you feel like if you feel like. Um, Here's the thing, though. You actually have to have self-awareness of knowing whether you're playing a hate commander. So this rule might also not really I <laughs> mean, look, to you. if you don't know now, you will know eventually, okay? Yeah, or you'll never know, and this oh. rule will never apply because you're just <laughs> never going to ask, and you'll always just wonder. Like, at the end of the game, you're, like, leaving the sword. like, god damn, I got knocked out, like, turn one. Why the fuck did they go on me? Oh, well, I'm going to go get a burger now. <laughs> you're like, if, you're, if you're that, if you're that <laughs> unaware... You know what? Good on you, man, because you're never going to figure it out anyway. I mean, I guess ignorance is bliss. It's, it's mine. Yeah, good good, good uh, calling there. Good, uh, good saying. <laughs> well, the, a hate commander is nice, and this also kind of leads into our next, next thing on this list here, uh, Pablo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> yes, the, me. Uh, I will now say the thing that we are about to talk about. Oh, my God, it Pablo. Is, uh, <laughs> I've prepared. I am a professional. Uh, um, and it's playing a hate archetype. This is a little bit different than the ones that we were talking about, the hate uh, commander earlier. Because, like, again, the hate commander thing, it it could be just because the commander is way too popular or it's um, way too, like, on-the-nose value. Mm-hmm. Like, playing a hate archetype, Maybe people don't realize it until four turns in and start seeing you lay down those stacks pieces or see you laying down those group slug pieces. Mm-hmm. That's when they suddenly realize, oh shit, um, this, this is gonna fucking suck, bro. Yeah, man. This Quain deck, who I thought was gonna be fun, is actually hard lockdown. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the archetype is a little bit uh, sneakier. It, it, 
it needs for you to be like at the table, not like the hate commander, because like the hate commander is like you can the, see it immediately. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, dude. Like, what's what are some hate archetypes, Michelle? So you know, we've already talked about stacks, and stacks is always annoying. It stops people from playing, and you know, mm -hmm. it, it's one of these things where it's like, okay, well, I guess I can't. I literally can't do anything because I'm locked down. But other things are, you know, you got mill. Uh, mill always hurts, and people uh, also tend to really hate chaos because that's just you're you're constantly just resetting the board state, and you never know what's going to happen. And there's the obvious land destruction. Uh, don't do, <laughs> don't do land no, destruction. Land destruction, okay, man, land destruction is a little bit different than the ones that we were talking about, because, uh -huh. like, until it happens, nobody really knows. It's, there's no, there's no, uh, telegraphing a land destruction deck unless Maybe. it, like, actually, when it happens, Maybe. that's when you're, like, Fuck. I feel like people who play land destruction decks play, like, you know, uh, it's constructed around the idea that, like, all these lands are gonna get fucked anyway, so, I don't know. I'll put that there anyway because that also just fucking sucks. Uh, yeah, no, 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 dude. Like, <laughs> here's here's the thing: land destruction absolutely is part of this hate archetype. I, I'm not saying that that's like it doesn't belong here. I'm just saying that it's a little different than the other ones that we've talked yeah, about true. because there's no telegraphing when land destruction happens. Either yeah. you're just playing, and then suddenly some motherfucker just like pops out of ruination, and everybody just gets blown the fuck out, or it never happens, and then, you know... <laughs> and, but, that, but then after the guy ruinations is, then, like, everybody else is gonna be like, man, fuck you, and then, you know, go after you, because mm -hmm. you're, you're, the, you're the asshole that played ruination! <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, there's, like, you know, things like Infect, uh, especially proliferate and infect combinations or, or mm -hmm. things like that. And you've got things like group hug as well, which, which yeah, a lot of people hate. I personally kind of like it, but, you know. <laughs> I hate group hug. I, I, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? At least, like, be secret win it's condition just, group uh, group hug or, like, otherwise, I just... Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. Group, it's just what, so what, nice, what you know? Group it's hug. like, I mean, look, uh, to be fair, I've never played against a group hug deck, I don't think. Wait, wait, wait. <sighs> Yeah, 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 because, uh, yeah, yeah, I've never played against a group hug deck, so it, it just seems like a, a good time, because it's like, oh, you're just being really nice, I don't have to, it's okay. Michelle, <laughs> if you want to go to a circle jerk, just go to an actual fucking circle jerk, you don't have to do it with cardboard, okay? Oh no, Pablo, I can't go to circle <laughs> jerks, I can only circle jerk with the people that I'm intimate with. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, this is what I'm saying, like, <laughs> there's not, um, group hug, okay, it's not really a hate archetype, but, like, one in four people in every pot is going to absolutely hate your guts for playing uh, Group Hug. So, it's, like, a guaranteed one-fourth of a hate boner, okay? Yeah. Like, just, just remember that when you're playing Group Hug, somebody's going to just, just, you know... Somebody's going to hate you. Not be there for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're just in a really nice... They might just be the one guy who thinks you're the arch enemy, but, like... That you're you're still the arch, arch enemy for them, right? Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, bad bad archetype means bad time. Oh, not that they're bad specifically. It's just you know, let people play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the one thing that all these have in common is they don't let people play. Mm -hmm. Like stacks, mail, chaos, land destruction. In fact, not really. That's just. Well, in fact, this is just, <laughs> that's, just, that's just funny. Time to die. <laughs> time yeah, to yeah. Die like I, I will make you stop playing forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those those things are those things are basically if you're doing anything that stops people from playing, you know, it's it's very obvious that you're gonna be the uh, arch enemy. 
Mm-hmm. Or again, you can be an oblivious motherfucker and just never realize that you know you're you're playing a hateful ass deck. But mm-hmm. or know, you like... enjoy the thrill of having people just hate you. <laughs> When yeah, you're, playing no, you're, you're that kind of Timmy. Yeah, you're a griefer. <laughs> you're that kind of Timmy. <laughs> Which is, there's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, don't be surprised when people don't invite you to come back, okay? Mm-hmm. No, um, that's, I think we're done with the hates. Well, mm-hmm. not yet, but we're done with, like, the, the, the big hate categories. Like, the ones where people can see it, like, the ones where it's going to be there. Uh, throughout the game, there are the other things that we're going to be talking about soon. Are uh, they're in points of a game that people realize you're the arch enemy. Yeah. The first two that we just had are just like, like right early, off the bat, early in the game, they'll realize, oh shit, you know, need to need to hate out this guy, and then you know the the game proceeds from there. The other things that we're going to talk about, like they might just be at that moment, people will realize, oh fuck, we need to arch enemy you. Yeah, uh, and starting off here, we've got uh, pulling out combo pieces. Uh, I feel like combo decks in itself are are fine if it's you know it takes uh, you know a large amount of setup and it's like it's easy to be to be like taken down. But we're talking about more like infinite combos or like instant win combos or like alternate win cons where it's like oh oh no right, right, right. oh no things are getting out of hand really quickly. <laughs> yes, so. The word combo is bandied about, like, way mm-hmm. too liberally in uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. A combo, if you want to be really technical about it, is something that wins you the game. Oh, is that is that what that means? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, it used to mean that, now it's, it's, it's that weird thing where it's like, hate bears and stacks technically mean two different things, but people are just putting them together it's like colloquialism you know like it's, it's folk language J- depending on who uses it it becomes what it is it's okay you know it's slang it's jargon um so combo pieces used to mean like legit as soon as these two cards come out or these three cards come out i win the game nowadays it just means very strong synergies they still could mean uh, i win the game by the way like um you know it's it's not exclusive with one another but when you pull out a um dramatic reversal combo with isochron scepter that you know doesn't really technically that doesn't mean you win the game it's just a very 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 strong synergy but people know that this is the combo that allows you to like untap shit right continuously Mm -hmm. untap everything that you have uh you're gonna need like three mana rocks to, to well at least three non-land sources to make it happen. Well, you're an EDH. Chances are you probably will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, technically, all that's doing is giving you infinite mana. You know, I mean, you can absolutely there's ways to do something with that. But that's a combo. Uh, that's that's a high synergy. See, I'm already doing it myself. We'll just call it a combo piece. If people see Isochron <laughs> Scepter. I mean, it's a little too late because Isochron Scepter immediately just combos with Dramatic Reversal. But say something more along the lines of uh, Phyrexian Altar or Ashnod's Altar. Ding, 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 ding. Alarm bells mm-hmm. are ringing. Uh, what else do we have, Michelle, that are like, I see those combo pieces. Um, we need to stop you now. Uh, Sanguine. I think it's Sanguine 
bond? Is that what the card yes, is? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, sanguine and and blood something or other. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's pull out Dina. Dina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the blood bond combo. Yes. Here's the here's the deal about the blood bond combo. So it's it's basically exquisite blood and sanguine bond, right? Um, exquisite mm-hmm. blood, blah blah blah. You uh, gain life uh, whenever. Uh, Somebody gains life. Uh, well, no, no. Excuse me. Whenever you deal damage to somebody, you gain that much life. You gain and then life. And sanguine bond is whenever you gain life, you deal when damage. You gain life. You yeah. So this one's a little weird because sanguine bond isn't actually that great. I mean, it, it is a little bit like it's 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 a strong card. It's cool, mm-hmm. but it isn't game winning however since it's so tied to exquisite blood people just Im- people see it and it's like oh no if you have this card you definitely yeah have like the other why one. would you ever run that without the other it might as well be uh, exquisite blood sanguine bond like and the card name it's like a big fucking giant big furry giant monster from the unsets <laughs> it's like they're not they're not actually two separate cards they are just one fucking separate card that you need to summon at the same time they're they're a melt card they're secret melt card but i mean combo decks are well when i when i hear combo deck initially i i was thinking more of like oh these cards combo together to do something cool i didn't i guess i didn't really associate it with oh i'm winning the game now bye y'all yeah i mean i i might be you know overstating it too uh because like Combo is just combo. Also, at the time of, I, I guess I guess when somebody had to define it, they meant for it to be an instant win. But even before it was like defined, mm-hmm. it still sort of meant just strong synergies too, like just around certain tables. It, it didn't have to mean like instant win, but that's like the technical term for it. Um, that's just the definition. Definition. I see. Well, I guess that that makes sense as to why a lot of people, I guess, online, or I guess in this house too, in this apartment, the people hear combo and they're like, "Ew, icky, sticky." Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, <laughs> a small side. It's not. It's not part of the the list or liner notes that we made, by the way. But one one way to make yourself in that arch enemy is be that guy or that girl going like. Oh, uh, excuse me. That's not really a combo. That's actually just a really strong <laughs> synergy. Or, um, that's not really a stacks deck. You're actually playing hate bears because stacks is actually just <laughs> those kinds of things. The things that don't really tap. Well, hate bears actually. are the actual tax. Like, if you're that guy, uh, I feel like that that fits under under one of our our listings. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. If you're the, if you're Mister Interrupty, if you're Mister Actually, if you're if you're actually then you know, look out! Look out for that knife in your back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like this also goes along with our a little bit with our next, uh, <laughs> our next oh, list yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Our next. Uh, <laughs> is this one? Is this one me or is this one you? I'll I'll do it just because I I I was doing the voice and everything and just a second ago. <laughs> so um. This one is a fairly recent one um, in Magic's history. There used to not be this many of this uh, card before that, but this is the the do use or the would you like tos. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I, I I like do use because it's like 
you know, just three letters, three syllables. Do you? Do you? We're talking about Ristic Study. We're talking about Smothering Tithe. We're talking about the Mystic Remora. We're talking about those cards. Mm-hmm. Would you like to pay for Ristic Study? Ooh, would you like to pay for Smothering Tithe? Oh, hey, check it out. You're drawing a card. <laughs> I get Consecrated Sphinx. I'm reminding you of this trigger. It doesn't even have to be one of those uh, effects where you, like, ask them for something, just loudly saying there is a trigger whenever something is happening. Mm-hmm. They, that is reminding them that you're doing something that immediately makes everybody's, the table's eyes turn to you. That's that's drawing aggro, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be cards like that, too. It's like cards that are, are just, in general, strong, that pull you way further ahead. So, I mean, I would put things like Bitter Blossom on there where it's like, oh, you just get a fucking thing everything, every single turn. <laughs> and Gross. it's one of these things that, well, the most important thing about this category of cards, most of them time they're enchantments or whatever, like, but they could be creatures, etc. Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. if you're playing correctly and if you're playing politely, you constantly have to remind people that you're doing this. And that is so mm-hmm. goddamn annoying. This is where it gets kind of annoying. That's when people are chenemy you. <laughs> you might not even really be doing anything. Like Bitter Blossom, for example, isn't even that, like, really, really... I mean, like, it, depending on your deck synergy, sure, it could be strong. But, like, on its face, it's not really that... It's not really that strong, but the problem is you're saying it every goddamn turn and reminding mm-hmm. people that you're getting this value. Yep. And it really, it, a lot of it is just big annoying factor. Are you just annoying people? Mm-hmm. Yes, we hate mm-hmm. you. Yep. You're interrupting people on uh, their own turns. Well, th- this this isn't the case with Bitter Blossom, but like for these other cards, you're just, you're just interrupting what they're fucking doing. It's just like... You know, uh, let, you're being Kanye. You're just like, yo, I'm gonna let you finish with your upkeep, but uh, Rustic Study is the best thing ever. The fuck, <laughs> like, you know, people hate that shit. Uh, I mean, if you have uh, if you have things like Consecrated Sphinx, you you don't actually have to announce it. You could just draw. Nah, dude, it's a made trigger. You have to say that you're doing it. Like, oh, do you? Yeah, have to? it's a trigger that. Oh, is that what a May trigger is? You have to announce well, it. Well, that's the thing. If you miss it, nobody cares. But if you're doing it, you have to, you know, let people know. Okay. You get what I'm saying? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I do it anyway just because I, I think personally it's funny. And, and in our play group, uh, I mean, we just all kind of do it for the jokes. And so there's no, like, bad hate. Oh, that's what it, you but... think. <laughs> Oblivious. Oh, uh... <laughs> Okay, you know what? Maybe I am the curse. <laughs> I mean, like, this is why I like, uh, you know, would you like to? Because uh, it's like, no, you wouldn't like to, but do you want to? Well, at least at Should least you? in that case, you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Unlike, unlike oh, Consecrated yeah, yeah. Sphinx. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, people people, I mean, people like, know exactly no. how fucking annoying Consecrated Sphinx is. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Consecrated Sphinx is, 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 is pretty gross. I would know. Uh, cause I, I, <laughs> I won games with him. Cause I own one. <laughs> That's what you should say, Michelle, cause I, I own, own one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, just, just pulling out just really strong cards, or just game changers even. I would put things like Nyx Bloom Ancient on there as well. Oh god, Things yeah. that triple your fucking mana oh, yeah. you know i mean you don't have to announce these things but uh, along with annoying cards cards that 
you see it come out and it's like, oh. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's no. Fair. Like, Jesus extreme Christ. value is basically another, like, little subset of this. Just because mm-hmm. that, you're right, you don't need to remind anybody that Nyx Blue Mansion is, like, tripling your mana. But, like, it's hard it's hard for people to forget that there's a Gaia's Cradle or a Nyx Bloom Ancient on the table. Like yeah. it's just, it's just, wow, holy shit, that is way too much. Yeah, especially when you're already playing green. Chances are you already have a shit ton of land out, uh, and then all of a sudden you pull out this Nyx Bloom Ancient, and then all of a sudden your board just keeps getting bigger and bigger by the instant. Okay. Not, not that that that's like too big a deal. It's that. It's doing that because of Nick's Blue Mansion. Like that's yeah, when yeah. people are like, "Really? Oh fuck, for real, dude! I gotta, I gotta deal with this shit." <laughs> now, yeah. And so, cards that are annoying, but also cards that are, are just really strong and, and set you way far ahead of everybody else. Um, we could say something like along the lines of you know money cards or whatever, but you know mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Mystic, uh, Mystic Remora, for example, is like seven dollars. I mean that that is a little pricey, but like you compare that versus like the eight hundred that Guy's Cradle is, but somehow they're also wait what? Guy's Cradle is like it's like eight yeah, hundred. Jesus Christ, what the that, fuck? Well, that's CEDH though, so. <laughs> We're putting that to the side. Um, but, you know, they can almost be just as annoying as each other. Like, just because one is more expensive than the other. But also, like, money does cause disparity, like we were talking about in the uh, mm-hmm. Commander Legends episode. Just just, just, just gauge the room, dude. Don't Just because it's expensive, by the way, doesn't mean it is CEDH. But if you're pulling out this, like, $4,000 deck that doesn't really need to be four thousand dollars and you're wondering why people are like freaking the fuck out when you pull out volcanic island um you know just (laughs) read the fucking room dog yeah i mean this also goes uh in line with our next topic point here it's just bringing out op and cedh decks in general especially if you're playing in a casual group where it's like okay well uh everybody else can't really do anything about this and so we have to just immediately target target the the cdh player this one's a little harder to gauge than the other ones because it it facilitates them okay you want to know why this is a different uh a little bit different than everybody else this has effects after you play the game because if they allow you to play a cedh deck either a they're idiots and want to be punished (laughs) so spank them daddy spank them hard or b they have no idea what the fuck you're about to do to them, and they'll hate you afterwards. Yeah. So uh, this is it's, different uh... <laughs> because this is the after effects are like when the game is done. Um, you'll be a <laughs> arch enemy outside of the game. You will, but also in in um, later games that you play, assuming that if this is with the same group, they'll. It'll be fresh in their memories. Right, you know? no, but here's the thing. When that happens, it'll just be another hate commander, is what I'm saying. Like, the the difference between yeah. a hate commander and an OPCEDH deck when you're pulling it out is there are some CEDH decks that literally, like, if you look at the commander, it's like, okay, whatever, it's, it's um, 
Marwin, that's cool, Elf Ball, right? And then you pull out a Marwin mm. CEDH Elf Ball deck that wins on turn three, then um, you'll get the hate out. Um, but it's not necessarily yeah. a hate commander in the same way that Atraxa is, like where immediately people like going, oh shit, it's Atraxa, well, we, we gotta get rid of that, you know? Well, yeah, uh, but I mean, like in terms of, of people people remembering the next time you guys play, you could, you know, you'll start off playing a CEDH and you beat, you know, you beat your table and they're like, man, that fucking sucks. But the next time you come to a table, you might not be playing a CEDH deck. You might just be playing like a regular yeah, deck yeah, yeah. Uh, just for the giggles and people will remember that you played that CEDH exactly. deck and they might just kick you out. Exactly, because... Anyway. They might not know that you're not playing a CEDH deck anymore. You might get the reputation of like, oh right, this is that, um, this is the player that pulled out that one fucking mega tuned as hell. Not why well, I, I, the only thing for whatever Fibblethip deck. Like there is a CEDH <laughs> Fibblethip deck. <laughs> what is this an actual card? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the card? homunculus from Ravnica. <laughs> um, when you look at Fibblethip, you're going like, "What the fuck? Who cares? This is a terrible card." And then you get trounced by it on turn two. You will remember, and then afterwards, you always just be thinking, like, "Oh God, what the fuck? He, the, that pl- the, they're they're pulling out they're pulling out uh, Yargle. Oh my God, what what the fuck is the CEDH equivalent of Yargle? Like you ruin your reputation when you pull out an EDH a CEDH deck. So it's not at the time of that people will stop you unless you're actually in a CEDH table. It's the repercussions afterward that makes it yeah. a uh, a um, arch enemy thing. It's not this game. It's every game afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this only applies if you're at a casual table. If you, you're you at a table where everybody's playing CDH, it's like, oh, whatever, man. Yeah, obviously. And those people should know mm-hmm. that Fibblethip is, <laughs> is OP as fuck, okay? <laughs> wait, 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 before we go, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this Fibblethip shit? Um, okay, so <laughs> when it comes out, you draw a card, but if you somehow you, you spell this? cast him from your deck, you draw two cards. Wait, before we go further, how do you how do you spell this? I want to see this card. Uh, um, <laughs> let me. Okay, uh, there. That's Fibblethip. Jesus thing. Christ, this is this is. I would have never. <laughs> I would have never guessed how to spell yeah. this. Um, but yeah, Fibblethip has has a CEDH combo. In it. What the fuck kind of name is it? <laughs> it's homunculus. A Fibblethip. The uh, So homunculuses traditionally do not have vowels in their names. So Zinder Split, Fibblethip. It's, oh. you know, um, um, if, if we were talking about like American comics, it's, uh, Mr. Mizzik's little piddle from like Superman or something. It, <laughs> Mixie. It's, it's Mr. Mixie. homunculus thing all around? Yeah. Or? <laughs> oh no, it's, it's a homunculus thing all around. Like almost all homunculi in everywhere in magic huh. do not have vowels in their names. Well, then I learned something new every day. Uh, I learned okay, you something. Okay, so on Fibblethip. Uh, enters the battlefield, draw a card. If it entered from your library or was cast from your library, draw two cards instead. And then when Fibblethip becomes the target of a spell, shuffle Fibblethip into its owner's library. And so, I guess the question is, Pablo, how does this, uh, how does this work, and how do, why do people hate it so much? Um, okay, I'm... <laughs> God, I wish you didn't have to. You didn't make me. You didn't make me explain this because Fibblethip is actually like kind of like stupid. Um, I I barely understand it myself. Let me let me pull it out. Let me. Well, I'm asking because I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck, dude. Um, 
basically, it's just... It will get you a shitload of value and draw out your deck. And then you can, you know, win mm. in whatever other combo you're going to win with. You know, people don't really realize that until it happens to them. I, I can understand people not realizing this until it already happens. Because I'm reading the card and I'm like, oh yeah, you can draw, draw a card. Draw two yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. Do you, should I, should I, like... Should I, like, actually explain? Like, there's a couple of Fibblethip lines. Mm, we could. I mean, we're only, like, 40 Dude. minutes in. It's complicated, <laughs> man. It's like paragraphs of this shit. Um, yeah, oh, dude, really? that's, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, God, I'm, I'm trying to find one where it's like just a couple of. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I found a little diagram here. Let me. Maybe this will help, Pablo. Does this help? What the Discord. fuck? That does not help. That's like 16 oh. steps. I mean, I get what it does. It's uh, like. Uh, Actually, it's twelve. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. right. The, the, around, the point but, is, uh, I mean, it's pictures. Fibblethip will draw out your deck, and then you can win with some other way from that deck. Like the, it's just such an innocuous card that you wouldn't really think of this as as CDH. But once you play it, you show people like, oh yeah, I did this on turn three. D you know what the fuck are they? What the fuck are they going to be able to expect from you from that point onwards? You can be playing Yargle, which is for real, just a frog, but they'll still never trust you again. Mm. Okay. Yep. I think we spent too much time on Fibblethip. That was it. <laughs> I mean, I hear the name and I'm like, what the fuck is it? Oh man, I should I should have picked uh, a, a more on the nose uh, commander that's like you know. Um, 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 equally as innocuous, but Fibblethip was is just when I think of a CEDH deck that shouldn't be a CEDH deck, Fibblethip is who I think of, and Fibblethip is also probably oh, like the below the radar um, CDH deck that you can like bring to a casual table and nobody will give a fuck until you kill them off with it. Yeah, until it happens. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> What do you mean it makes sense? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> I, mean, I agree okay. with you, Pablo. Why, okay, good. Why, why are we having this argument? Because we spent ten minutes on talking about Fibblethip the Lost. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I'm sure that people get. I, I, I'm probably honestly really, really going to be cutting this this little segment down. But that's Fibblethip. Okay. Uh, that's the example we gave. Um. If you want to buy, if you want, if you want to make a Fibblethip deck now, I. I, I won't blame you. It's actually kind of cool how he does his thing. But what's what's our next one, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, building board states and or recursion. Uh, but uh, I guess to, to sum it up, it's just the, the ability to build your board just very quickly. Or in the event that board states get reset, you just have the ability to, to rebuild once again yeah. afterwards yep, very yep, quickly. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so... I guess I guess we could, since you took the lead on this. Well, g give us an example of how you feel about this one, Michelle. Uh, well, uh, I've played against decks and I've played decks that do have this kind of thing, and it's it's just always really scary. So like I've seen Rorik Thard be able to to come back just almost mm. immediately, uh, even after being I guess I don't know about being board wide, but even after being dismantled or whatever, it's like oh yikes, big oof, or like a Traxa, uh, who it's like oh things are just happening. All the time, at all, like just just really quickly, 
Uh, you know, even if you get rid of something, maybe another planeswalker comes out that does something stupid, and, you just, and you know, planeswalkers are just hard to destroy, and it's like, oh, okay, it's a lot, it's a little, it's a little too much here. Or, you know, we, we always mention Joyra. Oh, who yeah, Joyra, absolutely. People, people obviously know, it's like, yo, dude, you can get rid of all these artifacts, but chances are she'll, she'll have more, and they just keep right. coming out. Or, um, I guess, uh, would you put, would you put, um, the Aloro Cleric deck in there? Where it just comes out, it's just really hard to get rid of, and you know, maybe. I th- I think that fits into something else that we're gonna be talking about later. Um, oh yeah. wait, yeah. But basically, okay, 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 okay. what what Ignore this that. is like? So <laughs> Michelle gave like specific examples. I'm gonna give like uh, big, wide sweeping ones now. Very Broad. things that will more happen to you in the wild. Board state disparities are the hugest thing to making arch enemy games. Um, in this case, something like Overloaded Cyclonic Rift, uh, Rise of mm-hmm. the Dark Realms, uh, Winds, Winds of, of Abandoned, Abandoned, stuff Overloaded. like that. Or stuff where you recur your entire uh, graveyard uh, from your own deck. Like, when people see that either A your board can never be affected or you're making it so that everybody else's board is is reset or be making it like incredibly obvious that no one can touch your board state or you're going to make it very difficult for them to ever get rid of anything that's when arch enemying happens um usually usually at the point where people notice that they can't get rid of anything that you have or that you keep bringing things back that they destroy, it's too late for them. They should scoop and then go home and then make a better deck. <laughs> kidding. Wow, kidding, what kidding, the fuck? Kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> um, or you just arch enemy them and uh, combine all of your efforts to, to destroy this right. person. Okay? Uh, what I'm saying is if you're in a newer-ish, like less experienced pod... Or less experienced playgroup, not pod, because like you know, pods is, is different than playgroups. If you're in a less experienced mm-hmm. playgroup, at the beginning they might not really understand what's happening when you recur one land from your graveyard over and over again, even though like they see it getting destroyed. But as they slowly start to accrue uh, game knowledge, they're realizing this motherfucker never loses anything. And he makes it so hard for us to do anything, ever. That's when... It's like, you keep resetting the board state, but for whatever reason... Nothing happens. There's still Nothing there. happens. Like, Pernicious D just keeps happening, but like nothing's going on over it. That is when there's this glass breaking in your head moment. Mm-hmm. There's just this moment of clarity going, Fuck this guy! And then they pile it on you. Yeah. Uh, so I would also even put like flash, not flash, bounce, bounce decks and stuff in this category mm-hmm. too, where there, people are just constantly just bouncing yep. their own stuff. They can never be board wiped because I'm just gonna bounce them anyway. Yeah, like bounce decks, um, Yorian and Brago, just for whatever reason, you just can't do anything to them. They'll just, they'll just, uh, eerie, uh, eerie interlude and yeet themselves out or, or Teferi's protection, and it's just like, you know, like what? What the hell's happening? I'm. Re- I, I now realize uh, yeah. that I am very behind because they just keep coming back. 
Yeah, and if you've ever played against one of these decks too, it's it's one of these things where the dread just slowly sinks in because initially you might think, "Hell, oh, we can handle this, right?" And then and then you realize as the game goes on, it's like, "Oh. Oh no." But yeah, it might not even be that uh, you're doing anything super duper crazy, you know, you might not be doing crazy combos. Uh, you might not be doing too big damage or anything like that. Just just the fact that you're you're you keep persisting no matter what it's like oh no i mean even if they're not doing anything if we can't get rid of them we can't yeah. win the game uh, sometimes it's subtle sometimes it's very in your face like the point is when you're recurring something or when you're massively like just pulling shit from your deck to the battlefield like why wouldn't they why Rough wouldn't man. they go against you right <laughs> yeah or if you're constantly just creating creating um i guess things yeah. creatures mana yeah, like whatever it is so big value plays that's always one thing like um yeah one thing that uh that i would say is a more specific example is is with my tatiova deck um at a certain point at a certain point if i have eight lands literally nothing anybody can do affects me anymore because all I need to do is get Tatiova out, I'll have any kind of ramp spell in my hand, and then I will just play another ramp spell, and another ramp spell, and another ramp spell, and it just keeps going. And it just keeps going. And then, you know, uh, by then it's a little bit too late. Um, this, again, means that you'll have to, like, get better with your with your board sense, with your game sense. And I wish that we did <laughs> the next one that we're going to talk about first, because, like, I realize, oh. <laughs> I realize that... Um, <laughs> Like this is this is what we're talking about. Like learning when this is actually a little bit different because this is when you need to learn how to start arch enemying people, uh, rather than the one that we're going to uh -huh. talk about next. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess since we're already talking about it, we might as well just talk about both of these both of these things at the same yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. Then. All right. Uh, so uh, all that being said, Michelle, what's our next one? Turtling. Uh, so. Yeah, so so just uh, keeping your board state, pillow forwarding, uh, preventing, I guess, damage from being dealt to you. Just things like that that kind of slow down the game and slow down people's ability mm -hmm. to kill you. Um, I guess I, I, I do apologize. Eerie interlude and a lot of the blink stuff. Well, not a lot of the blink stuff. Some of the blink stuff actually goes into this one. But this is the one that people can see like from miles away. It's like, oh... You really don't want anything to happen to your board state. I wonder why the fuck that is. Like, it's it's very suspicious. Yeah, and this is why people also hate on, on Pillow Fort in general. Because it's, it's just kind of annoying to see, you know. It's annoying to see people uh, play the game, but, you know, just sit there and not yeah, do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's kind of suspicious, too. It's like, if you're not doing anything, why are you playing this game? If you are up to something, why are you not doing anything? It's it seems it comes off as very sneaky, you know. It's like you're just sitting there. You're probably gonna pull something out eventually, but when is that yeah. gonna be? And um, I guess this is. It, it's more how hard you fight to keep your things. By the way, it's not, we're not we're not talking about like the subtleties. If if you're if you're in a game where like nobody just fucks with you, that's like that's one thing. But it's when people notice how hard you take it when something gets taken away from you. Like 
did is this mm. motherfucker really sending a 14 damage lightning not not for uh, a 14 damage fireball to my face because I killed off three of his elves that's when alarm bells uh, bells start to ring that's when like why the fuck are you fighting so hard to not lose three life that's when people start I feel going like a, fuck that when it comes to to those kind of things too uh that's that also kind of taps into the whole oh you're you're just being really annoying like person yeah, exactly. in general like it's not that big a deal like i you know i i just lost my 7 7 um trampler or something i'm not, i'm not crying about it but you lost a bird bro and all of a sudden you're just like hitting hitting everything towards me just cuz i killed a bird it's like yo come on dude there's there's other things that you could be doing right now that are more beneficial or to the game turtling even harder like as soon as that bird died yep. you're like well, shit, I'm going to recur this bird. Now I'm also going to put some, like, a shitload of enchantments on this bird. And then I'm going to make some artifacts that make it so it's so hard to attack me because my bird is here. Like, chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like uh, regular pillow fording is fine. Uh, especially if, like, a deck requires that you pillow fort or if, if it plays into the idea of the deck. But uh, it gets annoying when you... Why are you pillow fording, you mm-hmm. yeah. know? When it's... When it's obvious that it's a good thing to bully you, that's when it's like, um, now we have to make you our arch enemy. Because, like, you're being an annoying little kid (laughs) in the playground, not sharing the toys. (laughs) You're being a little beta bitch. Yeah, you're a little beta bitch. Oh, God. Wow. Maybe we should cut that out. No, it's fine. We're going to stay in there. I feel kind of, I feel really bad. Sam's. (laughs) I'm kidding. We're not on Twitch. Who cares? Uh, We'll we'll see if I cut that. We'll see if I cut that or put that in. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, like, the way that you react to how things are going, um, it, it, don't be too precious with your shit, otherwise people will realize, like, we need to take him out, we need to take her out, because they are being so goddamn precious with their shit. And, uh, you know, this also goes into my, our next topic point here, too, it's just, you know, uh... Just breaking social constructs, or just being a general dick, or being annoying, or maybe making plays that just obviously don't make sense to the game. Yeah, you know, those are so. Out of the things that we just said, the 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 most like first thing that will make people hate you is breaking a deal, breaking one of the social expectations, social constructs, yes. social contract. So the first thing that will immediately make people hate you. One person for sure, the rest of the table, like, fairly likely, is breaking the social contract. And this, Mm -hmm. for the most part, means deal-making in EDH. Um, One of these days we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about this more, but if you make a promise in EDH, you better... You keep that promise. At least the literal sense of the promise like maybe you're breaking the spirit and that's a whole other thing but if you bold face break a promise that's like playing an opc edh deck as well as being a little shit that's you know turtling or whatever and it, like it's all of these things rolled into one like you you just can't do that mm-hmm. in edh yeah, and uh, because EDH is like more of a social game too, it might not 
mean as much in, in other formats like standard or whatever but because you are playing a social game it's like yo dude come on are you gonna be that much of a dick to to make a promise and then immediately break that promise just yeah, for your own like, game what, what 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 are you winning here what are we competing for like it, it, what, what is this game that you need to pull out all the goddamn wall street bullshit stops to fucking win a game that doesn't matter now I assume with CDH there, there's different like social rules, mm-hmm. or or is it not? Mm. Or well, is it the same? there is a social rule in CDH when it comes to deal making, and that's basically don't make nonsense deals. Um, there are some CDH communities where that is like a judge enforceable rule. If you're just making these deals with no fucking point. Because here's the thing with CEDH. I'm not saying that everybody in CEDH is a genius because you got, like, Godo players. <laughs> Yo, Godo players, <laughs> I love you. You're honest. You're the best. Don't ever let anybody talk down to you. Put that to the side now. They're in CEDH. In CEDH, most of these people just know the rules. They know the lines. They know the combos. They know why you're making a deal. If you start making like nonsense deals like don't attack me for your turn so I can do this, this, is that, and it's very obvious that you're lying to them, it's a little bit like you're insulting mm. their intelligence. It's like, it's cute when it's in a regular EDH game, you're wasting time in a CEDH game. Oh, well, that makes sense. I guess in CEDH is less social, more play the yeah, game yeah, to yeah. win. It's, it's very transactional in CEDH. Like, okay. It's an actual, like, almost a legal contract when you're making a deal in CEDH. It's like, it's not it's not that we're going to hate you. It's that um, we're going to kick you out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I guess it's the same thing, honestly, with, with, with casual EDH, too. But, like, the way that it happens is a lot more different. The, the end result is the same. Just the way that it feels is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, if if you do break a, a contract while you're playing EDH, uh, people are gonna see you as as the one person that you just can't trust mm-hmm. that person. Exactly. Exactly. You know? There's, uh, I guess it's a mutation of like, well, this person isn't playing nice, so why have them at the table at all? Let's just get rid of them now and not have to deal with their bullshit anymore. Yeah. yeah. And this will probably affect future games if you're in the same, like, play group and yep, stuff, yep, too. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I mean, apart from, uh, you know, breaking social contracts and stuff, if you're just being generally just, just a little shit uh, in a not-charming way that people don't mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and then, then, you know, people aren't going to like you. People are going to get rid of you really quickly, right? And so if you're uh, constantly whining about, oh, no, my stuff got destroyed, it's like, yeah. eh, like, bro, come on. Maybe everybody's stuff got destroyed. So you're not the only one. Yeah. You know, who got their shit taken away? Now, now or, that's you know, actual. If you're just being a yeah, bully, yeah. now that's yeah. actual social construct. It's not like the 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 specific mm-hmm. social contract of EDH. Now you're like, I know it's a little hard for some people to realize when they're being annoying, but mm-hmm. you know, here's the one thing that a lot of Magic players think of themselves as is that they're like at least some sort of analytical, dude. If you keep getting kicked out of tables or having people mad at you for reasons that you don't see on the table, 
I don't think I was doing anything like particularly threatening on the table. I wonder why they kicked me out or like focused on me so hard. It might be because of your, of your behavior. Yeah, so just having a bad attitude uh, in general, yeah. pretty good reason for people to want to just yeah, get rid exactly. of you. And that's something that you can observe. Can mm-hmm. eventually, okay, I'm, I'm not saying like you'll figure it out in in a week or whatever, but if in a month nobody wants to play with you, or if the games that you do play, even with strangers, they kill you first, you know, probably it's a behavioral issue and you should sort of either ask why or like try to figure there's got to be a pattern right you're a magic player you can you can suss this out like there has to be a common (laughs) fucking factor as to why people hate your guts oh you know just be nice oh but that's what i'm saying like people (laughs) there are some people who don't realize it yeah i know people people don't don't realize yet yeah uh i feel like uh yeah you know i'm i'm kind of like this and at least <laughs> early on where it's like, I don't know why people are reading my stuff because I'm just I'm just playing the game, you know? <laughs> you baby. <laughs> my baby. I'm baby. <laughs> I, I'm just baby. Please don't touch me. <laughs> well, nowadays, I just say that as a joke, so it's fine. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just, just be careful, yeah. you know? Uh, it, it's not a bad idea to ask people if you feel like you're being kind of ostracized you know after a certain while because because you know better yourself become a better human being but but yeah, also that's some like real life shit get now. destroyed nerd <laughs> um what am i saying here uh, mm-hmm. yeah like it's okay to ask like social questions by the way okay if if you if you have the if you have the the, the fortitude to ask about it. Remember, EDH is a is a casual format, a social co- uh, format, and I know it's it's a big ask for some people who are like very anxious to like, hey man, just just ask the people that you were playing to see what was wrong. Yeah, and I get that. Sometimes it's hard to, but it's also one of the easiest ways to get a direct solution, and. People in EDH communities are pretty nice. Like, I, I, I rag mm-hmm. on them all the time, and, you know, we joke about how fucking vindictive we are, etc., etc. But that's just our playgroup, okay? <laughs> like, most people <laughs> most people online, well, maybe not online, most people in, like, actual face-to-face game stores, um, you know, they're, they usually are pretty happy to help you. Maybe not happy, but they'll, they won't bite your they head off. Help. Mm-hmm. And plus, it helps make a little bit of good rapport, you know. Uh, if you're being a dick now and and you learn from it, uh, you know, later on, people won't rag on yeah, you Yeah, if, if people see you're making the effort, like, all right, maybe you still, like, play fucking Armageddon's in every deck, but, like, at least they'll notice that when you take out an Armageddon... I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, it, it's... it's if, if you ask for critiques, people will give you critiques, and usually if you address them, you know, people will not dick on you as hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's my turn to do the next one, but I'm honestly, I'm just going to mm-hmm. pass it right back to Michelle. People will get on your ass if you're playing for the funsies. Oh, that's not why I put that one on the list, but you know what? We'll we'll do we'll we'll do yours actually, first. <laughs> actually, no. The, the, this is actually a very good, um, very good 
uh, arch enemying thing. Well, maybe not an arch enemy thing, but it will make people like not like you and want to get rid of you in the game. Like, wh- what are you talking about, though? Uh-huh. I'm talking about when the group decides to be like, hey, you know what would be a fun time to do? It would be fun to play arch enemy where, where you know, <laughs> like, where people go into oh. it and it's like, hey, let's just play arch enemy for, for fun. Because it's like, yo, we'll... we'll We'll have one person bring out a big ass deck that's very scary, and we'll see if we can take oh. them down as a group. Okay. The, the the fun the fun one the one that I'm like oh we're gonna end on a good note oh, here bro. right? I, okay, all right, well, yeah, let's do mine first. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll do okay, your okay, one. Okay, okay. we'll get back to the for the fun <laughs> how Michelle does for the funsies, and I will tell you like, okay, this one the for the funsies that I'm thinking of is when you obviously don't respect the game. When people see you like on your phone, or making, or when you they see you like making nonsense plays, when they see you just like removing things that don't make any sense, when they see you like just not giving a shit about the game, that like that makes when sense. you're playing for the funsies, <laughs> like when you absolutely just do not give a shit. Well, obviously, well if you're not Lol. giving a shit, why would they give a shit about you? First off, and secondly, like most people when they're playing EDH or magic, or chess, or anything, expect the very bare minimum of you also playing the same goddamn game. If you're just there, it's not even like that you have a chaos deck or whatever where you're being lol random. If if you're just legit <laughs> not giving a shit about this game. I know recently we were just talking about like, hey, don't be too precious. It's just a game or whatever. If you, This is the extreme mm-hmm. side of that. If you literally do not respect anything about these three other people who are trying to spend a time, uh, spending some time figuring out the puzzle that's magic. Well, fuck you, dude. I hate mm-hmm. you too. Like, I hate you. You. Yeah. You. You listening? You <laughs> As a fuck person? you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, one thing to play the game, but as we keep saying, EDH is, once again, a social game, and you're there to hang out. If you're not there to hang out, and you're there just on your phone, it's like, yo, why bother hanging out? It's like going out to an actual social event, like, oh, hey, let's go grab some drinks or grab some, like, lunch or whatever, right? And and you're supposed to be hanging out, but you're off doing other things. Like, you're just constantly on your phone texting other people. It's kind of like, this is this is yeah. kind of rude, yo. Basically, it's like there is a, a bare minimum frame of reference in any activity that you're doing socially, whether you're watching a movie or you're like Michelle was saying, going out to eat lunch or playing golf or some shit, and you're just not doing that. <laughs> golf. Like, what? What the fuck, dude? Like, of of course we're we're gonna hate on your ass. Like, you're you're on a golf course, but you think it's just really fun. Oh, it's a game. I'm gonna use this ping pong pad. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a laugh? Like, no, dude. Uh, you're going to a movie and you're just talking to the other person the whole time because, like, yeah, it's a social activity, but come on, bro. We're, like, we're trying to yeah, watch movie, it's like, like a, a little comment here and there. Yeah, that's fine, but, like, if you're just literally here talking to me the entire time for the funsies, that's, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like <laughs> the last couple of things on our list have just been like <laughs> these things are the things that will make people not just hate you as uh, an EDH player, but hate you as a person on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, well, going back to EDH, um, 
<laughs> yeah, if if you're if you're playing board wipes just for the sake of them or whatever, like you know, like ha ha ha, it's a joke, guys. You get it? Like, no, dude, it's 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 not that funny. It, it's just very annoying, you know. It, it's uh, why why are you here if you don't yep. care? There's there's a line. You know, it's it's very easy. Well, not it's very easy. It's very easy to see when you cross it. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, again, this is all predicated on if you're self-aware or not. But we'll assume that you kind of are, just a little bit, just just the tiniest bit, please. <laughs> you look, man. You, well, you, was... you know well enough to ask for a game <laughs> of EDH. You should at least be able to tell when you know to play it properly. Yeah, uh, I mean. There are cases where you get roped into an EDH game, but, yeah. you know, even then you agreed to play, so... I mean, I, yeah, of course there's, like, corner cases where, you know, people should, like, cut you some slack. Like, maybe you're a really, really young kid or something, and, you know, you don't really know. You're just trying to uh, imitate, uh, mm-hmm. like, the people you see on YouTube. Be like, ha ha ha, I'm gonna play Cyclonic Rift. Now everybody will love me, because I did the big play. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> or, or if you're like you know a yeah. new player and you're you know just getting in it's hard to kind of follow yeah. along and you're slowly losing interest and there's too many things happening it's like those are yeah. those like are you fine. have reasons uh, it, it's when you know when you mm-hmm. have reasons fine dude okay I'll still be mad about it but at least I won't be like you know li- literally picking a fight with you in the parking lot if if, if you <laughs> seem like you're somebody who should know better at a certain point I don't know dude We'll have some words, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you know you'll 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 learn better. Well, we'll teach you because you might not know. Yeah. You well, know? but the the point is like this 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 behavior usually has repercussions. Um, so you know just mm-hmm. be aware of that. This behavior does have repercussions. Whether you're completely aware that like, oh god damn it, I went too far. Ah shit. Now they're gonna like rag on me for not taking the game seriously, or like you don't know anything about this, and then suddenly people at the end of the game are going to be talking to you. Like either way, you know something's going to happen. I feel like this episode has been very negative. Yeah, I'm a very negative person. <laughs> I mean, I am too, no lie. But uh, <laughs> I like I like to have a little bit of positive energy, which is why I put for the funsies in the exact opposite direction that yeah. we just. No, I actually okay. do enjoy this one. <laughs> and this is. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a case where your playgroup decides to actively play Arch Enemy because you think mm-hmm. it's fun. You know, so say for instance you have someone who does have a CDH deck and you're just genuinely curious at how how 3v1 yep. would go. Yep, yep, yep. You know? This is, I, you know what, you're right Michelle, I didn't even think of this. When you actually <laughs> put yourself into the position of Arch Enemy, that's super fucking fun. You're right, dude. I love this one. Yeah. We don't do it very often. We should do this more often. But like, I mean, it's one of these things. that's like a group bonding activity, especially for the three people who who are, you know, uh, arch enemying against the yeah. one person. Uh, but just in general, for everybody, it's like, oh, this is, you know, typically not something that people might usually play. So it's hey, it's something new, something yeah. a little bit different. And also, hey, it, it feels kind of good to to you know, one, be arch enemy when you put yourself in the situation where you know it's like, hey, this is the goal here, as opposed to like, oh no, now I'm I'm getting too much hate. Uh, but also it's fun when you're in the group that is uh, going against the arch enemy. It feels like, oh, we're all in this together. We're just one big group 
yeah. Prince. For one thing, it's really nice to know that there's no holds bar. You can unleash everything as the archenemy. You're just going like, hey man, y'all asked for this, and just like literal combo, 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 combo. Secondly, it's kind of like D&D, man. Like, the archenemy is your mm-hmm. DM. He's the guy that's thrown well. And I say he because usually it's me that's... You're, you're the <laughs> usually it's me in this position. <laughs> is it? Are you, are you putting yourself... <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to try to figure out how to get past this, like, very big, obvious obstacle. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going against the final boss in a campaign or in a game yeah. or something. And technically... Um, Arch Enemy, this whole topic that we were talking about, kind of got its Ugh. nickname from the format, well, now the, the now defunct format of Magic, Arch Enemy. There used to actually be a uh, like specialist game set that Wizards of the Coast made that was you basically uh, taking a deck with special Nickel Bolas cards and becoming Nickel Bolas while everybody else uh, at the table like tried to defeat you. Um, oh, wow. it, yeah, it used to be pretty fun. Wow. Unfortunately, the the only thing is, it's like uh, it it got kind of repetitive. It oh, is it because it's just like the one type of deck? Well, kind of repetitive, or it's it's because unlike EDH or modern or standard or legacy or whatever, you need to have a specially specially made. Archenemy deck with Archenemy cards to keep the format going. You had to wait for... Mm. It, it was very uh, dependent on what wizard would pop out. Like, in EDH, you're just like, okay, I'll, I'll smash 100 cards from anywhere together, and then we, we can all play. Like, I have these three other people who um, smashed 100 cards together, and now we're going to play. In Archenemy, you, you kind of just had to, like, deal with whatever... Uh, it's like, what if... EDH was only the pre-condex and nothing else. Oh. So that's why Arch Enemy kind of died out, which sad. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate, but in this scenario here, uh, you can just kind of homebrew yourself an Arch Enemy game uh, with with his regular EDH decks, I guess. Don't know how successful they would be, but it's always fun yeah, to try. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually, you know what? Uh, this is also all Michelle's idea, so, like, kudos, because, like, I went immediately into the fucking toilet when, when I saw four of the funsies oh, on the liner. I was like, yeah, you're right. I hate fun. <laughs> Fuck people having fun. We're playing a game, not for fun. Um, but Michelle went po- full positive, oh. so I'm like, uh, kudos to Michelle, dude, because, like, I was ready to shit on anybody at that point. <laughs> Look, 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 uh, you know, we talk a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, I quite enjoy playing Magic with my friends, uh, despite whether I win or whether I lose, right? So it's, it's like, yo, let's play Arch Enemy, yo. Well, I'm the opposite. I hate it when people play the game wrong, okay? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm actually a very huge Timmy. I'm like, like, when it's real life, I, I mean, we talked about it before, but like, if, if, if it's real life, I love it when people are having fun, and I love it when big combos or big plays happen, and not necessarily when I'm playing them, I'm, I'm still pretty happy to see them. Yeah, I mean, Magic is just a fun game, and, and Magic is, uh, you know, one of these things that brings us a little closer together in this house. So, it's, it's I see it as a very positive thing. Yeah, same thing. here, same here. Um, but I think... Unlike this episode, which is very negative, okay. <laughs> uh, 
But I think we should we should talking about negatives. Uh, let's let's bring this episode to a close. I think we we we've get, you know what? Sometimes you just need to vent about shit, and I guess this is one of those episodes that we vent a lot. <laughs> I feel like we vent a lot in some of these episodes, though. It's like, hey, welcome back, viewers, or I guess listeners. Listen to us complain about more I things. I know, I know, but usually it's me that's doing that, and you're just, you know, there to, to add the color commentary. Like, today, like, half of this list, or actually more than half of this list, was, was the shit that Michelle hates about the game. <laughs> and Michelle's gonna talk about Is why it? she hates about this shit. I mean, it's not like I hate these things. I mean, I do hate all the social things because it's like you're just being an asshole IRL. Uh, but, you know, being the arch enemy is, is a little scary, especially when you don't plan on it. But I guess maybe for me because I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm me. From this point but, on, yeah. I will only ever play Monarch decks. And I will make sure that I will always give Michelle the Monarch. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good segue to uh, our uh, uh, what happened in this week. What did what did we do like literally yeah. yesterday? <laughs> or I yeah, guess yeah, the other yeah. day. Uh, oh, it's two days ago. Oh, whatever. It, it, it's part of the end segment. What did we do this week? Um, Michelle, what did we do this week? We drafted Commander Legends, and it was a great time for the most part. Well, for the most part, because Michelle pulled a Vampiric Tutor and won the pod. And, I did. You know, I did. Flexed her uh, professional EDH muscles on all the plebes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Flexed no, no, on no, all no. of these little shits who <laughs> thought they could take the crown. Michelle was like, "Oh no, I don't want to be the monarch." But you know how she won with a crown on I mean, her I head. Was the monarch by the, the end crown of it, on her fucking of... head. Look, 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 look. So I, I drafted an Aromi, uh, Aromi mm-hmm. deck, uh, the Encore self-mill, because uh, I was like, well, this is the only commander that I like literally came across, and so I'll, I'll draft these colors, uh, and did not realize uh, that, you know, when you self-mill yourself in a 60-card game, it's... Uh, it's risky biscuits when the monarch is uh, a thing, and it's like, oh, fuck, I'm drawing two cards a turn. Dude, I don't. <laughs> and I'm milling look, myself. Anything that you say does not fucking matter because you were at the end of the day, you were the fucking champion. So like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did win, but you you say this, but it was a very close game. Nah, guys, uh, <laughs> okay, it was extremely had, close. It was style points, dude. It was style points it at the end. She was like, not, how okay. close? I know it's a self-mill deck, so you know it's too easy. It's too easy. I'll just see how close <laughs> no, I can get to the end of my problem. deck, and then and then stomp these motherfuckers <laughs> afterwards. This is that. This is not the minds that I come into when I play these draft games. Okay, <laughs> I I'm very I get very stressed honestly when we do drafts because it's like oh god I don't build I don't know how to build decks normally on the fly so it's like ah it helped this time because I I researched beforehand. You, you know what? Like the, the <laughs> oh, wonders god, but... the wonders of actually knowing what the fuck is going on does for you, huh? <laughs> Yeah, because the last two drafts were like, all right, we'll just jump into this Eldraine draft. Oh, I like these colors. I like these cards. And at the end of the day, I put together a deck that that did not synergize. <laughs> and the same thing with the previous draft where it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'll just draft these cards. But with this one, it's like, oh, I know what's going on. Like knowing what you're doing usually helps. Like that's why you listen to this podcast, uh-huh. right, guys? So you can, you can know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but but that was a uh, draft. Draft was a fun time, Pablo. How did you feel about it? 
I think I timmied too hard. <laughs> I think that? I timmied way too hard. Because, like... Alright. Uh, if you guys don't know, um, I challenged one of our friends to to draft a certain archetype. And I was sitting next to him <laughs> when we were drafting. So, like, the entire time, I was like, well... I know that he's playing this archetype, and he might not have been playing this archetype if I didn't egg him on this entire time. He was playing Rakdos. Uh, he was playing Rakdos Sacrifice, and it's already like such a hard archetype to be in. So I just kept feeding him red and black cards the entire fucking uh, <laughs> draft. And then on the other side was a friend that we knew, like just really liked Simic. So I just kept feeding her all of my green cards. I was like, you know what? This Lanamore elf, I don't need it. Go ahead. You can have the green. A Farlaven elf? Yeah, whatever. And this was before I was even like... <laughs> this was even before I had figured out like what archetype I was being in. I was literally just giving away three colors oh, for man. free. I was just... You know what? Here you go. This is why you're here such you a good friend, Dude, Papa. I, I timmied out so goddamn hard. But you know what? I mean, huh? you say this, but you did a pretty good job in the game, though, I would say. You were a threat for the majority no, of that I game, not. I would say. Dude, were you kidding yes, me? You no, were. I was, I, I yes, was there you to bounce were. the monarch off of uh, the Boros player, and that was fucking it. Uh, I did have a couple of big plays. I don't know if they were, like, super impactful, though. Like, at the end of the day, it was. Um, uh, since we already had him as a guest, it was a uh, final nail-biting deck, uh, nail-biting uh, round between Donovan and Michelle. Donovan was on his last one life, and Michelle was on the last mm -hmm. card of her deck, and uh, she she just found a way to get that sneak in that one last damage. Uh, you know, Arami, pretty good. Well, yeah, uh, I I kept the, all of my removal in my hand for the majority of the game because it's like, well, we're slowly killing off the Boros player and so eventually he'll die. And then I don't know how we would deal with Pablo, but we'll deal with Pablo. And then, you know, with Donovan, it's like, well, I got to get rid of all his flyers because his commander's a flyer. And then, no, like, you know, here's the thing, guys. I, uh, then we go in with yeah. my flyers. Like, here's the thing. I was, I, I, I won't say, like, I was knocked out early. I was actually knocked out, like, pretty late uh, in the game. Um... Mm -hmm. They only did, like, maybe three or more turns after I got knocked out. But I got to see Michelle's play pattern after I got knocked out. And I was, like, fucking floored. Because, dude, oh, I was so <laughs> impressed with with what you conserved. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm proud when I see that you were actually, like, getting, like, way fucking Aww. better, dude. Oh, Pablo, yeah. I thank you. No, it was, like, <laughs> when I saw that you had, like that many answers in your hand it was it was it was a good feeling i was like oh shit she really gets this game now wow nice i was worried that i i had to use some of these answers for the burrows player because i was honestly saving them all for donovan and that was the right decision <laughs> that was the right fucking but, decision <laughs> it all worked out because you know yeah, whatever that's what i'm saying like um jeez you 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 didn't get goaded, and you won, and you won the pod. You won the match. You won the extra pack that, you know, <laughs> literally gave you nothing. <laughs> but but you know, it's it's a symbolic <laughs> victory, right? It's, it's having it. 
Well, I I was happy not because that I, I won, but like, hey, you know, it's it's nice to be able to draft in person again. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, all our friends are finally here, and most everybody is vaccinated. It's like, yo, dude, we can start coming back and playing. Just yeah, magic. fucking whatever, dude. The only reason why you're happy is because you pulled the fucking vampiric tutor. Get the fuck off! I I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I did I did pull a vampiric tutor. That's <laughs> not wrong, but. Hey, I was more happy that I was able to buy the Sakashima <laughs> off of the boys. Yeah, there's so many. There was so many fucking money cards. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I I think this is gonna be where the meat of the episode is. There were two opposition agents. One was a foil. There was oh, was it there really? was a uh, etched wow. foil Najila. There was the vampiric tutor we were talking about. There was a Sakashima. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. There were obviously a couple of uh, dual lands going about. It was way draft commander legends. First off, because it's super fucking fun, guys. Second, it you is. get two hundred dollars. Period. That that's Dude, true. Th- this set just gives you two hundred dollars every time you buy a box of it. It's just it's so it's so good. It's so good. Why aren't people playing more of this now that it's out? I mean, can people even still buy Commander Legends boxes uh, in stores, or would they have to just order? I online? mean, both. It uh, for the stores that do carry it, they're not that expensive. They're like 115 bucks or 120 bucks. Well, for now, at the oh. time of recording, they're 120 ish dollars. It's the value is like so fucking. I, I know we're not a financial podcast, but like, holy fucking shit, the value, the value. We love value here, okay? The real kind and the card kind. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, apart from that, I wish I, I was able to see more of the um, other pod that was playing outside. They seem like they're, they're having a whole, like, thing going on. Dude, I I do not know. Well, what? <laughs> they, they, it seemed like there was a lot of stall out on their side. I, yeah. I know, I know the reason why on our pod, I know the reason why in our pod the game stalled out a little bit. It was because the one, like, pure aggro player, the Boros player was land flooded the entire fucking game mm-hmm. which like was really unfortunate honestly i feel like he he totally had that game in the bag yeah if he uh, just if, if, had if he anything like, else you know. other than mountains and plains <laughs> dude I, I was looking at him and i'm like yo dude you just really shuffled your deck fucking terribly yeah so yeah. terribly bad oh, beats god man. bad fucking beats i can't tell you because like dude was and he here's the thing uh boros he was uh he wasn't playing like traditional boros commanders it was just red and red and um red and white red and white yeah he had breaches as one of his commanders and he was stealing cards from other players and he just kept fucking getting lands and mana rocks and it's like oh my god you cannot do anything this game so uh the one person who was supposed to speed up the game did Slow not down the game yeah like so you know um, especially so since because uh, you know at the end of the day he he was the one who got arch enemied because he did play uh i don't remember the name of the card but it was very much like bitter blossom oh right 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 um court of grace i think it was yeah and that yeah. gives him if he's the monarch i think like a four four angel or something uh every upkeep his upkeep yeah. Uh, and then otherwise, it's a one-one spirit with yeah. flying. But it, it got to the point where his board state was just really big. I and, I, uh, I don't know, man. I think that was a little bit of politics playing, cause like, it wasn't that scary to me. But I, I don't fucking know. I, w- I was checked out of that game pretty early, dude. I, oh, I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> oh it's no. Okay. It's okay. 
All right, we. <laughs> that was a hell of a. a <laughs> what the fuck was time. this episode, dude? What the fuck was this a episode? Lo- a lovely time. <laughs> um, but where should we? Where should we? I think we should end it though. I don't know how, Michelle. How do well, I end it? Pablo, it's fine because we can just put the music right here. Okay, cool. You mean you mean the music given to us, uh, outro and intro by Kevin McLeod, who uh, yeah. comments Yes, nice. yes, absolutely. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I agree. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you had a good time listening to our negativity, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.